0: Hey, Sadie, I am so happy that you're here. Thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, thank you, Sarah, for here. inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. you know um there uh, there's something trending in our event, and um I want to talk a little bit about that but and the reason for that is because you actually created a podcast that is talking about this topic, which is divorce and right. um, I I want to uh, talk about how all of that has related to help you become a smart woman with money. But then before we jump into that, I want you to tell us a little bit about you. You know, like t- tell us about where you come from. What is it, what, you know, your trajectory that ended up you deciding to create this podcast today, which is called Divorce and Happy. So tell us about that.
1: Sure. Well, I live in the Midwest. I live in the city of St. Paul, Minnesota. We have all four seasons here, Sarah. Do you like snow? Come visit us if you like snow.
0: Absolutely. It starts in
1: November, goes through March. You have a lot of time to visit. I'm a business owner. I've had my own business for 20 years now. I'm a professional photographer. I love to create. I write scripts. I've produced some short films. I'm actually currently working on another script. Hopefully, that will be produced next spring. I have That's two. Ch- awesome. It is. It's a great, great outlet for me. Yeah. I have two Tell children. Me a
0: little bit about your clients in your photography. Patient. Sure,
1: sure. I work a lot with corporate America. So initially, when I began my photography, I'd work with anybody and everybody, and I soon, I soon learned that was not going to allow me to have it as a full time career. And so I niched down, as they say, and focused just on corporate work. And that choice within the year of making that choice, my income increased 20%. It's a good choice to make. Yeah, that's
0: important. That's a great tip.
1: It's a great tip. And my clients, uh, again, are in the corporate world, and my niche is headshots and events. And I'm really proud to say that COVID did not, um, it it paused me for a while. Obviously, all business owners were affected, small business owners especially, by by COVID-19. But I am... Business is booming again, and I just feel so grateful to my returning clients who've been loyal to me for years and years, and also just the new clientele that I've been receiving in the last year. It's exciting. So I feel really hopeful.
0: That's awesome. But it didn't start like that, right? No,
1: so no. Hard off. work pays it off. And I, think, and I think also, Sarah, one, one other just layer I think is really important for anyone who's interested in starting a business is to be really patient with the process and diligent And consistent. I think that's how we should be in life in general, patient with the process, diligent and consistent. And when I first started my photography, kind of what I've been doing for my podcast is I would create every day I would create my list of goals. And even though I had a different job at the time, because my first career, I was a mental health counselor. So even though I had a different career at the time I was starting my business, I had goals every day that I would meet. Even if it was just a small step, every day I'd take a step to Creating a more sustaining business, and 20 years later, here I am doing it full time, awesome. and I am divorced, and I live off this income. So I'm really proud of that.
0: That is awesome. So, uh, what made you decide to transition or start this photography business? Because you know, like like you said, you were in a job that you know I was in a
1: job that really did not fulfill my passion. I realized that I am an artist, and I think artists aren't encouraged to also be business savvy. And I had to learn a lot. I was, the creating was easy for me. Photography has always been easy for me, but the business piece, Sarah, that's where the learning really (laughs) happened. So I found mentors, people who did things that I didn't, you know, do as well and learn from them. I had coaches. Uh, and I really learned how to be more savvy around marketing, around, um, talking, you know, as, as an expert and being really more, more, more confident. I think as a woman, I wasn't raised to have a confident voice. I was raised to have more of a passive, sweet, agreeable voice, which really doesn't work well if you're trying to promote a business. You have to be the expert in the room. And, and now it's fun because I'll have clients walk in and they'll just say, well, you're the expert, just, just do what you want to do. And I know exactly what I want to do and I do it and they love the product. And that's really rewarding to have that confidence. It's fun to be not just good at something, but masterful. And, and I've become that as a photographer. And, and I don't say that as an arrogant comment. I say that as, as like, if I can do this, you can do this to whoever's listening. And it just takes that consistency, that commitment. It takes that willingness to be vulnerable and say, I want to learn. I have areas to grow. I, I don't know how to market this or talk about this or, or promote myself in, in the way that I know that I need to. And, and you can help me and, and I'm going to pay you to help me or I'm going to do a trade. I did a lot of trades when I started my business to get help that I couldn't afford with dollars. I could, I could trade it with my skill. And sometimes I still do that rare occasion. I'll still do something like that, but all those things allowed me to get to where I am. And I've done the same thing with my podcast and it's, it's definitely benefiting me that strategy, that mindset.
0: So I want to go back to, uh, that moment that you realized that the job that you were doing in mental health. Was not feeding your creativity, uh, creative mind and your creative, uh, you know, gene, let's say that way. Sure. When was that aha moment or that moment that, oh my gosh, you know, like this is consuming me or this is not working for me and I need to do something else.
1: Well, I had, I had a really unhealthy relationship with my first career. I mean, I would lay in bed crying because I didn't want to get up and, and go to work, which was problematic because I was a, a therapist I was hired to help people and and they needed me to be at my best and i just it wasn't a fit for me I, I worked with a clientele that was a refugee clientele and they just didn't have a lot of their basic needs met and I was more of a i'd say a glorified social worker in that situation and i wasn't trained to 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 help them I was trained to be a therapist and and they they didn't have their basic needs spent. So they, therapy really wasn't, they weren't in that space. It wasn't going to benefit them. They were just trying to pay their bills and find food for their children and et cetera. So after four years of that, it just, I really shut down and photography was something that I just had so much excitement around. It was so life giving to me. It was something that I could not get out of my mind. I just was consumed by it. And so were you
0: think that like, like on the side, as a hobby? yes,
1: yes. So I started photography as a, as a, just a hobby passion. My dad was an amateur photographer as a girl. And I learned at a young age that photographs captured precious memories and that photographs were treasures. And so I wanted to create those treasures for myself and for others. And so in my twenties, I constantly was taking pictures and my friends, kept saying, you know, kind of basic psychology, you know, you're really good at this, Sadie, you're really, really good at this. And that just kept affirming like, wow, maybe I am good at this. <laughs> what else can this be for me? Could I do this as a career? And it became a, a side hustle. I started doing photography in my mid twenties for little side cash here and there. And it just, you know, I just kept realizing how much I loved it. And I began believing in myself that, wow, maybe I, I could make a career out of this. other people have clearly, I, I can't I?" And that's when I started really investing into mentors and being more strategic and being more thoughtful. And I had a lot of people in my life who really supported me, and I still have those people in my life, and they still support me to this day, which is incredible.
0: That is great. And then, um, so you started your business, you, you were able to, um, you know, start profiting this business right. and, and also, I don't know at what moment you decided to niche out, but it seems that it was a little bit early on or later on. It's about 10, ten
1: years. Well, I, you know, you have to appreciate that. I also had children when yes. I, during this time, and so one great thing about that is my My business was mine and I could be flexible, but when I wanted to work, although I only took six weeks maternity leave for both children. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, so I didn't niche down probably till about eight, 10 years into my business. And then that just, that was a game changer. That was a game changer for me. So I highly recommend to anyone listening, if you're looking to create a business, find you know, find your niche. Don't try to be a jack of all trades in a business. Really find where you want to be the expert. I'm known in the Twin Cities for headshots.
0: Yeah. And I'm,
1: I'm happy about that. I've worked hard for yeah. that.
0: That's awesome. So now um, we got, I'm going to ask you because now you have this business, you have your kids, you have your marriage. I did. And then what happened?
1: In relationship to the marriage.
0: Yes. yes. Well, I, you know, I,
1: I just was not happy. I, I felt very lonely in my marriage. I felt there was not the emotional connection that I was wanting. My ex was a great business partner. He's an entrepreneur and was such a support to me. I mean, I really credit him in a lot of ways for the success of my business because he, he really believed in me as a photographer that's so we were really aligned in that way. And I, I feel nothing but gratitude around that, but it just wasn't, it wasn't a long time, you know, it wasn't gonna be a long-term fit emotionally for me. And I just realized I deserved to be happy and it would rather be a single woman and be happy than be married and feel lonely and, and not feel known.
0: And how did that affect it? Did that affect your finances in any way? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, Let's talk about that.
1: You know, and interestingly, you know, um, when I initially was considering a divorce, it was years before I actually went through with it because financially I was afraid. How was I going to do this being an entrepreneur and, and not having that other income that was significant? But I just decided I, I was resourceful. As a business owner, you know, we're resourceful. Yeah. And and as a creative person, you're even more like extra resourceful. So I just decided I was gonna find a way. I was gonna find a way. And the universe initially showed me that everything was gonna be all right because one of my best friends, who's also a photographer, found me um uh, or connected me to her landlord, who is now my landlord. And when I found a, a living space that I, I could afford and that was beautiful and had three bedrooms, I have two kids, so we'd each have a bedroom. I mean, it's just like, okay, the universe is going like, to, I'm going to be all right. It's going to work out for me. And I just, I created that mantra and my mantra, my first year in my divorce, I say it sometimes still, but the first year after my divorce was everything works out for me. Everything works out for me. And I just kept when I had a down day, when I had a hard day, when I didn't have the sales, maybe that I was wanting. I just kept saying that to myself. It was
0: That's a lifeline,
1: great. lifeline, 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 Sarah.
0: That's great. And then, um so when it comes to you know, like when it comes to your finances, like what right. what changes did you have to make in order? Well, to I you know I I live
1: on a I'm, you know fortunately fortunately for me I was raised by two very frugal people. <laughs> So in my life I really learned how to stretch a dollar and I also learned that happiness isn't something that you buy. Happiness is internal. So my lifestyle's always been a pretty simple one in the sense that I I drive an old car that's paid for. I don't I don't have debts. I I buy clothes on the 70% rack sale. I you know, buy at the grocery store that's going to be the most affordable one. And so I you know, all of those things were already part of me and part of what I did anyway. So I didn't have to relearn that. I didn't live a lavish, posh lifestyle. So it wasn't like I was sacrificing too much. You know, I think I just had to be, I'm, I'm still very cognizant of the money that I'm bringing in and the money I'm putting out. I save all my receipts. I know my budget for the month. I'm just very attentive to what I'm spending and, and live within my means. And that doesn't mean that I don't enjoy things. I very much do. I love to travel. And so I do create Money for play money for traveling and things like that, I certainly I don't feel like I'm living with without things that I you know I'm longing for or anything like that, so it's just recognizing that yeah, maybe I won't be going out to eat as much or I won't be able to buy you know something that maybe I could have previously and when I was married, but that's all very minor to me. Those things are very minor I mean my peace of mind, my happiness I mean way way more than if I can go. Out for dinner every Friday night, or something like that.
0: So it sounds to me that um, your connection with money—you know, your alert on where you put your money—and very where alert on it. On, you know, and like, I've always that's been. Like, that's I've awful.
1: always been that way, way before I was married.
0: That's and awful. I think, as
1: a creative person, as a business owner, I've just like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to be very mindful of how I spend my money because I value my business so much. I mean, there are times when I have thought, well, maybe I should do something else more stable, more traditional, but I just know how much I love my business and how hard I've worked for it. And so I've just decided no matter what, I'm always, I'm always going to be a photographer, no matter if it's a full-time income or, or side hustle, it's always going to be part of me, never going to walk away from it.
0: So what made you decide to start a podcast? (laughs) How did that happen? And then you call it divorced and happy, like ladies, like, divorced was the and inspiration happy inspiration for this.
1: The inspiration was my honeymoon stage after my divorce. I don't know if you had one of those, but I did. And how I describe that is, I think I felt such relief. And I know a lot of people who go through a divorce, divorce is such a stressful, traumatic experience for anyone, no matter if you're wanting it or not. It's just really intense. Be really kind to yourself if you're going through a divorce. So after my divorce, I just felt like just this exhale. I just felt just this, I can breathe. And and the simplest things brought me such happiness, staring out the window, eating an orange, you know, staring out the window at my beautiful kitchen and eating an orange and just listening to Lionel Richie. I can't tell you how much joy I found in that after my divorce and just seeing things differently, just appreciating the simple things, just everything looked better, tasted better, felt better. I just felt so alive. I felt so hopeful. I felt full of possibility. I felt unstoppable. I had so much love for myself. It was my, I I was really falling in love with myself again, because I had really lost myself. We talk about this in your episode that you did on my podcast, identity theft. I'd really lost my joy when I was in my darkest time in my marriage. And that was, I, I own that. I'm not going to blame anyone for that. I own that. I didn't have to lose my joy. I gave it away. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so after my divorce, I reclaimed all that. I'm like, I am going to have a happy life. I am going to, to take risks and be bold. I'm going to talk about my story. I have no shame and my divorce story. I have no shame in it because I've worked through that. I've worked through that shame. And so now I just, I feel so grateful and appreciative that I'm on the other side, that I can talk about my story, that I can hear other people's stories, that we can inspire each other and encourage each other and be real with each other. And I just, I really want society to shift its point of view on divorce. Not everyone is meant to be in a monogamous relationship. Not everybody is meant to be married. Not everyone um, is meant to have that type of Of situation and that's okay. I think that divorce has taught me that being single is a gift and I'm going to enjoy it. And, and sometimes sure. I I get kind of caught up in what would a a, a loving, you know, monogamous relationship look like because of all the conditioning I've had around that. I think a lot of us have been conditioned to think that that somehow leads us to this happier place and we're experiencing if we're single. And then I have to remind myself, no, no, that's not true. Happiness is internal. And when I'm feeling that way, I need to do something for myself. I need to reconnect with myself in some way or the people that know me the best that, that have shown me a lot of love in my life, my father, my close friends, my children, and, and trust that I'm just fine. Everything's working out for me, but you know, we have our our good days and our not good days. It's just human life. And, and you know, my podcast has just been a real great opportunity for me to learn something new to challenge myself, to tell my story, to be bold, to be vulnerable, to be fun. Like I have a lot of fun on my podcast. It's very spicy and playful. I mean, I talk about things a little bit outside the box. Okay. Because life, life after divorce, it's, it's many things, right? It's not just this one experience. It's not a one size fits all. It's many things for many, many of us who've been, been through a divorce. And I want to capture all of the, all of the things, all the juicy things.
0: Absolutely. And where do you see your podcast going? What's your vision?
1: What is my vision? My vision is to keep pushing myself. My vision is to keep connecting with people I haven't yet who have a different story to tell. My vision is to be even more creative than I've been already. My vision is to see what can come of it on a, you know, I I haven't, I didn't start my podcast to, to, As a, as a capitalistic venture, I didn't start it because I was trying to sell a book or I'm, you know, a coach trying to sell sessions and people who do that makes a lot of sense to me. Obviously it's a great way to, to advertise your business, market your business, but that wasn't my intention. And so I just want to be true to what, what I want to get out of it and what I want to get out of it. I am, I'm getting a lot of fulfillment. I get to be creative. I get to connect with amazing people. I get to provide a support to people who are going through something difficult I really feel so touched when people reach out to me and say that episode was really moving or it really was fun. I'm going to try this. I'm going to think about this. All of that is meaningful. Even though it's not putting a dollar in my pocket right now, it means, it means a lot to me.
0: And I that's enough that is for right important. now. Exactly. I think that is important uh, to, to fulfill that, right? Again, not everything is about putting a dollar in your pocket Although it's great if that happens, you know, maybe yes. not now, but maybe in the future. Right. But I think that that other area that is fulfilling you right now, and that is, uh, you know, like making you, uh, like you said, happy and uh, feeding your creative mind and also connecting with other right. people. And that is actually helping you grow. And right. uh, so, and, you know, like attract that energy. I think that's great. I think that's amazing.
1: And it's fun to learn a new skill. I mean, yes. I've learned how to edit a podcast. I didn't know how to do that a year ago. I've learned a lot of, of technical things and, and that's fantastic. That all matters in some way, shape or form. Transferable skills are great, right?
0: That is great. <laughs> so Sadie, I know that um, you have an invitation to the audience, you know, regarding that podcast. Tell us about that.
1: Well, I would love if you are living a life after divorce and you're looking to Have a more playful, rich, sassy, fun life. I would love for you to visit my podcast, Sadie's Divorced and Happy. I have a website with all of my episodes on it. You can enjoy the episodes for free. You don't have to have a membership to any type of podcast platform, but if you already do to have a membership to iTunes, Spotify, et cetera, you can find my podcast there. This uh, coming week, we're going to have Sarah on the episode, and I'm excited about that, talking about identity theft. So that'll drop uh, in a week from this coming Thursday. But I look forward to connecting with more people about life after divorce because it is a rich, beautiful, happy life.
0: Perfect. Most likely the podcast by the time that this air is already going to be there. So yes, make sure you visit and and listen to Sarah's story. It's
1: very inspiring.
0: Thank you. So yeah, make sure to click on the link here. And then that will take you to Sadie's podcast and then you will be able to see all of the amazing uh, episodes and the fabulous people that she has been able to interview as well. So Sadie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for becoming vulnerable and sharing your story and also, um, you know, inspiring other women, right? To look for what is making, what will make them happy, to look for their happiness because, you know, we need that, right? Uh, we cannot just live an unhappy life or like unfulfilled life. Right. And uh, we have to feed our soul aside from, you know, feed our, our you know, our mouth and, you know, like and am have the, the money that we need in order to sustain ourselves and then protect ourselves for our financial future. We have to also feed our soul. So it goes hand yeah. in hand. And when
1: your business can feed your soul like yours does and mine does such a win, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you for being here today. Thank you, Sarah. Have a good day.
1: You too.